Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that we are all connected because science is teaching us that everything is energy, and that energy is all connected and interdependent. In essence, that energy is one thing. Now, ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons, and now science has even catch, caught up. But this isn't even new science. This science of quantum physics is over 100 years old. So this is science we should know. So basically what you do to another person, you are literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is The Answer with David Icke. Welcome, David, to Awake to Oneness Radio. Thank you, Caroline. And I, I, I completely agree with what you said in the introduction. That's absolutely where I'm coming from. Uh, yes. You tell me it's, um, it's cold where you are. Chilly. Uh, it's very warm where I am in England. <laughs> no, it's not too often that we'd say that. You know, I'm perspiring, as you can see on my shirt. That's okay. Uh, it's, a lovely, um, it's a lovely evening here in... Uh, in, in England, and um, we're not really uh, looking too much uh, towards the winter because um, I think there's going to be um, a lot of craziness this winter uh, coming along in relation to uh, to current events. Yes, yes, very true. This is well. I've been saying, uh, David, since September of 2019, I've been saying on this show that 2020 is the year of clear vision. 2020 clear vision. So I knew, I had no idea what this year was going to be, but I knew from just my spirit intuition that 2020 was going to be a very big year, and it has been. But it, if I only look at the positive side, because I see that what's current events is waking up humanity. And once I got that message in March, that this is the beginning of the mass awakening. I've been in a state of bliss since March. So, and I've been sharing that, just that if we look and see what's happening in the, in the world and look at it from the spiritual perspective, you see how it's all happening in perfect divine timing and perfect divine order. But please, you know what I shared, um, I listened to all of your uh, interviews with uh, Brian Rose. And I shared on my YouTube channel the last segment, the last 30 minutes of your second um, show with Brian and your third show with Brian. I got permission from Brian to do that. And it was, it brought out your spirit. You talk about your spiritual side. And when I first posted it, someone posted on my Facebook page, I didn't know David Icke had a spiritual side. And I was like, what do you mean you didn't know David Icke has a spiritual side? Of course, that's where all of his wisdom comes from is spirit. So if you can share with, so for those people in the world that are not familiar with how you came to do the wonderful work that you're doing, could you please share, you know, briefly that with our listeners? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, 
what has happened um, this year uh, has had a massive effect on many levels on everybody. And without question, it has um, opened up the minds and opened the eyes of increasingly large numbers of people. Because when life is uh, just, you know, ticking along, uh, you tend to almost go along in, in, in like neutral or, or in, um, in, a, in a gear that just does almost unconsciously uh, goes through your life but when you're faced with something like humanity's been faced with and I'm not talking about the virus I'm talking about the government impositions as a result of the virus uh, there comes a point where you, you, you see the world you start to see the world in a different way and that's the first breaking of the waters where you know I see people and I perceive them to be living in bubbles. I mean, everyone has been in a bubble. It's a bubble of perception. It's a bubble of sense of reality about self and the world and reality in general. And, and it, it, it just kind of, you know, bounces along through life. And then you get a big shock. And so many people have had massive spiritual awakenings at the, uh, at a point where you might describe it as their worst nightmare. Yes. And I have this phrase, life so often gives you your greatest gifts, brilliantly disguised as your worst nightmare. Yes. Certainly yes. happened to me. Uh, and uh, so people are, are, because of the extreme nature of what's going on, they're, they're being um, faced with something that um, perhaps they didn't want to look at before or have never thought was necessary or never thought there was anything to look at. Suddenly they, they realize the world is not like they thought it was and it's not run by the forces they thought it was. And um, we are kept in the dark about all the fundamentals uh, that we need to know to get a grasp of actually what's happening in the world and, and, and who and what is behind it. Uh, so you have uh, two worlds. You have the world of the population, and we're given a certain amount of knowledge unless we go looking for it uh, through control of the education system, the media, etc. And we're held in a in in a tiny little box of information, thus perception. Then you've got this other world, which is the world of secret societies and satanic groups and all that comes from that and they operate in a very 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 different level of knowledge especially on the inner core of it mm -hmm. and yes a lot of that knowledge is about the designs they have for the world but the key knowledge that they want to keep from us uh, was well summarized um, in your introduction they want to sell us the idea that we are our labels as I call them they want to sellers what i call phantom self people if you say to people who are you nice to meet you they'll give you their name they'll give you their life story maybe they'll give you their job um, and so on they'll give you their labels but the labels that we are given and give ourselves are just brief experiences for the true eye which is consciousness 
the consciousness having the experience and that's the consciousness that moves on when this experience very brief experience is over that we call uh, human and so 30 years ago I've always been kind of open I've, I've rejected religion and I've rejected the scientific version that we're all a cosmic accident and life's a bitch and then you die so I've rejected them all my life but I never really started looking at okay so how do I see it then uh, until the the late 1980s when some very strange things happened to me and I started to um, remember because that's what we're doing that's what awakening is it's remembering what we have been manipulated to forget um, I started to remember um, that life is not like we're told it is um, life is phenomenally different and to keep us under control the control of the few of the many we have to um, be kept from that knowledge of the true self because once you emerge to that you're not going to be controlled you're not going to submit to face masks and and all this other imposition you're just not going to do it so they have to keep us in in, in label consciousness as i call it I am my labels. And, and what, what does that say? I am limited. I have no power. Um, uh, I must hand my, my, my life to other people in authority to tell me what to do. So all that, um, uh, that memory started to emerge in the um, latter part of the 1980s. And particularly in 1989 when some real strange things happened to me first of all from very early 1989 whenever i was in a room alone i felt like um, i wasn't alone there was another presence there and this went on all the way through 1989 into early uh, 1990 and as those months passed this presence became more and more tangible and obvious to me uh, and uh, so when we went in towards the spring of uh, 1990 I was in a hotel room I was working for the BBC I used to be a television presenter uh, and um, I'm, I'm in this empty hotel room just across from the BBC in London and this presence was so tangible that I was sitting on the, the, uh, the edge of the bed and I, I just said out into the room, look, if, if, if there's something there, would you please contact me? Because you're driving me up the wall. Uh, and a few days later, um, I was just 10 minutes walk from here with my son. Um, and um, we were um, going into a new shop. Actually, we're going into a cafe, but we're outside a new shop at the time. And somebody came over to me to talk to me. Uh, and uh, my son, Gareth, a uh, little boy then, big strapping lad now, um, he, he went into the new shop. So when this conversation was finished, I went in to say, come on, guys, we'll, we'll go and get something to eat. And as I looked at him, he's looking at the books. Um, it was like, well, what I would say now, I didn't realize it at the time, was an electromagnetic field suddenly descended around me. Uh, and what I heard, uh, this is uh, March 1990, what I heard was, um, go and look at the books on the far side. It wasn't, some, it wasn't a voice, it was a very strong thought form that went through my mind, go and look at the books on the far side. And, and 
what was happening is that um, I was feeling this, this strange atmosphere around me. It's electromagnetic field. I see that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and, and I felt like my, my feet were being pulled to the ground, like magnets. Again, electromagnetic magnetism. And so I, 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 I'm in, a, I'm in a, you know, a daze and I walk across to the books and there's only a few books in this, in this new shop. And they were all romantic novels. You know, I knew that shop very well. So I walked across thinking, what do I want to look at these books for? But in among them was a, a book that stood out because it was so different. It's called Mind to Mind by what I realized when I turned and read the blurb uh, was a psychic, professional psychic called uh, Betty Shine. So as soon as I saw the word psychic on the, um, on the blurb, I thought, I wonder if she'd be able to pick up what I've been feeling around me in the last year. Mm-hmm. So I contacted her. Uh, I didn't tell her why. I, I, she did hands-on healing uh, at the time. And I said, look, I, I've got arthritis. Maybe you know, hands-on healing will help. But I, I just went along to see if she'd pick up anything. So I went a couple of times, hands-on healing, very nice, very interesting conversations. And I went the third time. And I'm lying on this... Um, medical type bench in her uh, room, uh, her front room. And uh, as she's working on, you know, near my left knee, I, uh, I felt like a spider's web on my face. And what struck me is I'd read in her book that when um, other dimensions are trying to lock into you, you can feel like a spider's web on your face. Well, what, what is that again? It's electromagnetic energy, uh, the same kind of energy that makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up when you're in an excited crowd etc anyway um uh, i i didn't say anything to uh, to betty shine because i'm still trying to i'm still thinking i read this in her book <laughs> i'm on i'm all new to this you see and uh then suddenly she she launches her head back and she said my god this is powerful i've got to close my eyes for this one and then over the next few minutes uh, she said i'm being told to tell you this you're going out on a world stage and you're going to reveal great secrets that uh, basically there is uh, that humanity has to know things that, um, uh, that, that, it, that people need to know to understand um, what's happening in the world. There's, there's a, a, a big awakening coming, a big awakening of humanity coming. And that um, what was one line, one man cannot change the world, but one man can communicate the message that can change the world. Uh, and and I, I'm working for the BBC at the time, uh, and um, I'm a national spokesman for the British Green Party, and I'm being told this. But something inside me um, said, go with this, go with this. Something felt right about it, even though it was like out there, you would think. So what I was told uh, that day is that I was going to go out on a world stage. I would eventually become world famous, that I would face enormous opposition, but quote, they would always be there to protect me. And that I was going to be led to knowledge and at other times knowledge would be put into my mind. So I would just know things. And then where did that come from? Uh, And all I can say um, is um, that from the time I left uh, Betty Shine's house, my life became a synchronistic journey of just that of information uh, coming to me in the form of personal experience, uh, meeting people um, in a synchronistic way, coming across documents, coming across books, uh, information from um, so many different sources that were like giving me pieces in a puzzle uh, and, and very much in, in an order that I could, I could see where they went. Of course, as, as, as you go along, it's like 
literally doing a jigsaw puzzle. The more pieces you put in, the clearer the picture becomes. So you see where the later ones go even quicker. And that's what's been going on now for, um, for 30 years. And, and all I can say is what Betty Shine told me that day and, and on a, the final visit about a week later, um, as either happened or is in the process um, of happening. And then I went through um, 1990. Uh, I left my career as a television presenter. I left my career in uh, the Green Party. Well, it wasn't really a career. Uh, and um, then uh, in late 1990, I, I just got this feeling that I had to go to Peru. I had no reason why I should go to Peru, but I had this overwhelming feeling, this intuition that I needed to go to Peru. So I got on a plane to Peru, not knowing why I was going. Uh, it was quite bizarre, really, but I, 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 there was something that said, go with it, go with it, go with it. And I ended up in Peru and I, I went around Peru for three weeks and um, in February 1991. And I had a, uh, some amazing experiences and it culminated um, on a hill overlooking a, an ancient Inca site called Siustani, just not that far from uh, Lake Titicaca, Puno, uh, on the banks of Lake Titicaca. And um, I, I, the, the, the guide who was taking me around Peru, he booked us into this hotel in Puno called the Siustani. Uh, I had never heard of it. I didn't know anything. I didn't even know, you know anything to do with booking the hotel. But I walk in the hotel. It's called the Siustani after this Inca site. And there's pictures of it all over the hotel. So I'm looking, I'm looking at one and I said to him, I said to him, I've got to go here tomorrow. I just felt it really strong. I've got to go here tomorrow. So we went and it, it was, um, it was February and, and I, I had to uh, uh, get a taxi because there was no buses. Well, a taxi, it was like a taxi, little taxi bus. And I went with a Peruvian guide and I went with a driver and I, I went to see Ustani and it was beautiful. Uh, and I walked around and uh, there were the mountains and a lake and it was lovely, but um, after I'd, I'd walked around for an hour, my urge to go there was not matched by the experience, lovely as it was. So I'm quite disappointed when I go back to the bus and I said, I will go home now. So they, um, they drive, they drive um, out, um, out from Siustani and I'm just looking out of the window, daydreaming as I am so often. And I'm looking at this hill and um, all I can hear in my head as I'm looking at this hill is come to me, come to me, come to me. Uh, which was extremely strange for someone who was new to all this at the time. So I said, look, can you stop the bus? I need to go up that hill. And um, I said, I'll only, I'll only be 15 minutes or so. Well, I was, I was over an hour because of what happened. And I went up to the top of the hill um, and I stood there. There was all stones around. Uh, and I, I looked out back across to see Ustani and the distant mountains. And suddenly what happened in the news shop down the road from here um, happened again, only with massively greater intensity. I, I was standing there and um, I'm under a cloudless Peruvian sky. Uh, it, I, you know, I've got a red nose to prove it. And what, what I started to feel was, was my feet being pulled to the ground again. Mm -hmm. uh, and I felt this this energy uh, going through the top of my head, through my feet and coming through my feet to the top of my head, through the top of my head. Um, and then um, I, I, I heard this this strong thought form go through my mind again, which said, 
um, they will be talking about this a hundred years from now. It will be over when you feel the rain. Now, the last sentence seemed utterly ridiculous because I'm under a cloudless Peruvian sky. And then uh, the energy was building up and my arms went out like that um, without me making a conscious decision to do it. And this energy started to get more and more powerful to the point where I'm kind of shaking. And I was going in and out of, of the conscious mind like you do when you're driving a car and you can't remember the last two miles. That, that was happening uh, um, all the way through this. And at one point where I came back to like, you know, conscious uh, um, reality, if you like, of my surroundings, I noticed that over the distant mountains, uh, there was a light gray mist. And I thought it's raining over that mountain. Uh, and it was quite a way away. And it got darker, darker. And it was obviously a serious rainstorm was, was um, had, uh, broken out over the distant mountains. And then as I, as I stood there, and I think it lasted, I, I don't know, time disappeared, maybe 45 minutes, an hour, maybe this was going on. I watched this storm come from the mountains and across towards me. And, you know, whether people talk about a front or weather front, well, this was a straight line. If you'd have put this in, in a movie, they'd have said, look, come on, man, far fetched. You can't, they'll never believe that. Um, but it happened. And this wall of stair rod rain started to come towards me. Uh, and eventually it hit me. Um, and I was soaked in an instant because it was so intense. And as, um, as the rain hit me, this energy stopped. And now I'm, I'm, uh, my arms had been like that all that time without any, you know, any distress. Now my, my shoulders were agony. And uh, my feet, my, 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 my uh, legs rather, were like Bambi. Uh, and uh, something massive had happened and I didn't know what. Uh, and for the next three months, uh, I came back to England and for the next three months, you know, if you'd have asked me my name, I'd have had to have checked. Um, it was like uh, so much information, so many concepts, so many insights were pouring into my conscious mind. It was like pressing too many keys on the computer. The computer says, I can't process this. I'm freezing. Right. Uh, and then after about three months, it was like, and um, I was David again. People were saying to me, I thought you'd gone mad, mate. They told me you'd gone mad. Because I went, I went on a TV show uh, and um, I got massive ridicule. Uh, and I went through a period uh, where it, the, the level of ridicule of me was, was historic in its scale and uh, in, in incessant, um, uh, you know, daily experience. Um, oh, that Ike's gone mad. Look at him. He's crazy. But then, and suddenly I was, I was David again. And people were saying, I thought you'd gone mad, mate. I read you'd gone mad. You're the same David and you used to know. But, and I was outwardly. Mm -hmm. But inwardly, everything had changed um, and I could see things I didn't see before uh, and I could see uh, I could see what was going on behind the mirage that we're given to hide what's going on. And uh, then my life um, just unfolded as this synchronistic um, adventure, walking into information and the the 
the journey was pretty much as um, Betty Shine described it, and it continues to this day. Wow. Well, that's so amazing, because I identify so much with what you said, everything. For me, my awakening started, actually, the first moment of it was in seventh grade science class. See, there's science. It's quantum physics and science that truly connected me to the truth of who I am. And I'm not a scientist by any means, but in seventh grade when my, um, my science teacher said we were studying atoms and he said, nothing is truly solid. I was like, what do you mean nothing's solid? This chair isn't solid, this desk isn't solid. So it's like, so that stuck with me. I mean, if that's the only thing in school that stuck with me, that sentence stuck with me. Nothing is truly solid. And we know you put anything under a high powered microscope. What do you see? You see tiny particles called atoms. And those atoms are 99.9999% empty space. We do not live, and I've heard you say this, but I know this to be true. We don't live in a solid universe. So that was, that was in seventh grade and then I saw what the bleep in 2007, which was all about quantum physics. But the one statement in that documentary that really woke me up from the inside, from a heart and soul level, not intellect, was um, the biggest problem in the world today is the illusion of separation. And when I heard that, just that one sentence, I'm like, this is true. We are not separate. And, and this is an illusion, this is a dream of our own creation. So it was, it's, it's so true what you said, it's a waking up is remembering who we truly are. And I have never from birth identified with the color of my skin. I've never, and I never resonated with religion. Even though I was sent to Catholic school, I never re resonated with the dogma. I was like, no, 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 no. But I was brought up, my father was very strict. And he said, children are to be seen and not heard. So I couldn't ask questions as a child. But I said, this is not making sense. This does not compute. <laughs> yeah. And so when I got older, of course, I went on my own journey. But what you said about what we're going through right now in 2020, um, the, the biggest challenges in our lives are our awakening moments. For me, for you, it was the ridicule when you, you know, went on that uh, Wogan show, I believe it was. Yeah. For me, my biggest challenge is when my son, six years ago, transitioned to spirit. And so, and six months after that is when spirit said, just do it, meaning start your internet show. I founded a foundation in his memory, the Kyle Foundation. Kyle is my son's name, but he gave it to me. He told me what to name him before he was born. He whispered that to me in a dream, Kyle. And Kyle stands for keep your light expanding. So everything you, I identify so much with what you're saying because in, we are unique, divine aspects of all that is sovereign. I've been using the word sovereign this year a lot. <laughs> we are sovereign, unique multi-dimensional holographic divine beings of light that is what we are and when you wake to that truth you there are there is no fear i've never had a moment of fear since i woke up to the truth of who i am 
And that is what the media is using now to control. Well, that's what the media has always used to control the masses is fear. And it's a question of, do you wanna live your life from fear? Or do you wanna live your life from unconditional love? I use the word unconditional love because it's not just that lovey. I love you. Make me laugh every time I listen to you speak because you uh, you'll say not that I, I met you at the pub, darling. I love you. <laughs> and we and when you talk about FO on the checkout counter, you, you keep you keep me rolling, David. I don't know if you mean to, but which is great. <laughs> no, it's Just great because the laughter is off. raising my vibration. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, there's people walking around with face diapers on because the yes. government tells you to. You gotta laugh. Oh yes. I mean, because it's um, it's insane. Uh, but you know what you were saying. Um, you know, it, it's it's central to um, to everything because you know I I looked at people that talk about spirituality and they say uh oh um it's um it's it's negative you shouldn't be talking about this conspiracy it's negative uh, and then they say people have to wake up people have to wake up um well hold on a second why are they asleep <laughs> why are they asleep they're asleep because they've been put to sleep systematically. Yes. So if we're going to um, aid an awakening, then we have to look at what's suppressing that awakening as well as the awakening itself. Exactly. Uh, and, and I talked earlier um, about these two worlds, the human population world and the secret society world. And the aim of the secret society work, what I call the cult, because that's what it is, is to keep the population asleep. And fundamental to that, the very bottom line, is to um, sell us the lie of separation. This is why I talk so much about the label self and the phantom self. If you um, identify with, with your labels, you're identifying with limitation. And if you notice what's happening is the, the label self is now being, again, systematically subdivided and subdivided and subdivided into smaller and smaller versions yes. of, the, of the label self. So you've got this long list of bloody letters now because people can't just live their lives. They have to define who they are in, in terms of labels in, in the most fine detail. Mm -hmm. and my philosophy is, look, live your life as, 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 as you want. I mean, my, my philosophy on life is do what you like so long as you don't impose it on anyone else. But, but why do you have to self-define yourself in such fine detail? Why do you have to define your sexuality in such fine detail? Because with every step down, to smaller and smaller labels, the perception of unity is, um, and true self, mm -hmm. is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And the more labels you have and sub-labels you have, the more divided and rule opportunities you have to set the target population at war with itself. Um, and and uh, so we have to look, yes, at the, what you call the spiritual, the, the nature of reality, the nature of self. Right. But we also, so at the same time have to address 
the forces that are seeking to keep humanity asleep. Exactly. Because it's never so simple. I've used this analogy before. Um, if you if you um, if you have a um, a tank of water, and you have a ball, the natural uh, state of that ball mm-hmm. is to Blank. float on top of the water. That's its natural state. Yes. Put it in an unnatural state, you have to push it down to the bottom of the tank and you have to hold it there because the moment you let go whoop, natural states back yes. and it's like that um if when you break it down and you break the perceptual manipulation down we are being um a, a targeted 24 7 from multiple different uh, means not least fear of course it's the big one um to um to hold us in our terms of our true self on the bottom of that tank uh, uh, because um, if we self-identify not with the labels they're just experiences but with the consciousness that's having the experiences suddenly we, we no longer are perceiving ourselves in limited terms because we're saying I am consciousness and I am all consciousness having an experience uh, and as you um, as you expand your self-identity and the nature of the I, so you are, by definition, expanding your, uh, the, 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 the consciousness that you're accessing. So yes. you're no longer in the myopia, what I call the bubble yes. of, of, of human focus. You are in this world, yes, but you are not of this world in terms of all your perceptions and, and perspectives of reality. And what happens, and it's, 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 it, you, you're, you're looking at the world and what you can see is dots, you can see pixels, and they don't seem to fit and it's all bewildering and oh, it's just a mess, I don't understand it. And then as you do this, what happens is you start to see pictures instead of pixels. You see how they connect. Suddenly you see the world as, as, as it really is. And that's why they want to keep us here. Yes. And that's why the education system is as it is, it's programming operation. That's, that's why the media is as it is, because it's real simple. If you want to control perception, control information received from which those perceptions are formed, and right. from those perceptions comes behavior. So control information, you control perception, you control behavior. And that's, that's the, whole, uh, the whole deal of human control. Yes. So if you look at the last few months, it's been... It's been it's been so blatant. No, yes. You can control information about the quote virus and how deadly it is. It ain't. Uh, and, um, and then uh, you, through the perception, accepting that, you yes. get the behavior, right. which is people willing to accept um, blatantly fascistic impositions because they fear the day uh, the deadly virus they've been manipulated to believe in believe, yes uh, and, and once you take your back control of your perception you can you take back control of your life and the biggest uh, perception they want us to have is little me perception little me i have no power and um uh, therefore um i have to uh, be told what to do by authority which does have power it doesn't its power is the power we give it Exactly. Uh, but I have the power because I'm just little me. What can I, and that's another thing. What can I do? I, I can't do anything. I'm just little me. Yes. When actually we are all that is we are all powerful. If only we would we would uh, realize the true nature of the self. True, true. When you wake up to who you truly are, you know 
you are all powerful and there's nothing to fear. I'll never forget when I first heard the term, it was either the summer of 2016 or 17, when I first heard the term Black Lives Matter. My, I was like, all lives matter equally, period. <laughs> there's no and ifs, ands, or buts, all life matters equally. And I got flat for that. And I'm like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? All lives matter. And uh, so it was like, I've ne like I said, I've never identified because I know as an infinite being, I've lived hundreds of lifetimes. And this, this right here is just a vehicle to get around in this particular lifetime. But I have been female, I have been male, I have been every color under the sun. I have lived infinite number of lives and I know this to be true. It's not a belief, it's a knowing. And, and when you know that, you don't identify with labels. So I never identified with the label of black and never, not even as a child. Um, but and then when that came out, I forget what summer, something happened. And as far as the news, <laughs> you're gonna laugh. I was told directly, this is like your experience in Peru and at the uh, um, bookstore. I was, I was uh, this was a few weeks after 9-11, um, 2001. And we, we just went through the uh, uh, 19th anniversary, but this is uh, two weeks after 9-11. The news was on in the background and I was making up my bed. And something inside of me yelled at me, not audible, it was within, turn off that news and don't ever turn it back on. Now this is 2001. So this is before my awakening to oneness, before my awakening to who I truly am. So I was like, what? and I said aloud, nobody was in the room and nobody was home. I just said, why? I didn't get an answer, but I was obedient. I turned off that news and never, in 19 years have I turned on mainstream news. Um, and I didn't find out why until the anniversary of 9-11 in 2012. The anniversary of 9-11 in 2012 was a Tuesday, exactly like that Tuesday um, 11 years earlier. So it was the 11th anniversary. And something told me, go online and look into what happened that day. Cause I, in truth, I turned off the news and in truth, I didn't have a clue what really happened that day. I watched, and I don't know if you can even find these documentaries on YouTube anymore, but that day I watched three documentaries back to back. The first one was um, Families for 9-11 Truth was sponsored. Next one was Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. And the last one was Building 7, the smoking gun. I watched these, so for like six hours straight, I'm watching documentary after documentary on what truly happened that day. And then I said, I get it. This is why spirit told me, my higher self, my spirit team told me, turn it off. Because it was doing nothing, not telling, giving you factual information and deliberately trying to put you in a state of fear. So I'm like, I didn't get my answer to that question until, um, 11 years later, but I got the answer and I'm like, I get it. And I discovered you in 2010. So I was like, so, but it was like a, a year or two after I discovered you, I was like, okay, now I get what David is saying. I get it. I am so on board. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I published a book a year ago um, 
um, about 9-11 called The Trigger. It's quite a, a, a considerable book. Uh, and uh, the whole official story of 9-11 is, is, it's laughable in terms of it's, it doesn't even begin to make sense. Uh, and uh, because it's a, it's a, it's a pack of, uh, of lies. But, you, you know, you talk about Black Lives Matter there, which is a, a wonderful example of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, um, of course, Black Lives Matter. If um, the, you have a lowercase b, and a lowercase l, and a lowercase m. But that's not what Black Lives Matter, the organization, is. It was created and is funded to a phenomenal extent by the 1%. 1% billionaires, 1% corporations, 1% foundations, not least people like uh, George uh, Soros. Um, uh, George Soros, who says that um, he's not there to... Um, to look at the social consequences of what he does. He's just there to make money. And suddenly we're supposed to believe that he has this, this bleeding heart in relation to, to black people. And, and so what Black Lives Matter is there for, the organization, is to divide and rule people on race because they want separation. Yes. You know, the, the, the more they can separate us and set us at war with each other through these fault lines of labels, the further they are um, uh, uh, keeping us from realizing the true nature of self, which is we're all points of unique points of attention yes. within the same flow of, um, of infinite awareness. And the giveaway, you've mentioned the giveaway, the giveaway that Black Lives Matter, the organization is a scam, is that um, all lives matter is now considered a racist statement. <laughs> Now, what does, what does all lives matter mean? It's the ultimate inclusivity. It is saying everyone is equally important, equally valid, and deserving of equal justice, equal fairness, uh, and um, equal, uh, uh, e- equality of opportunity. Uh, so all lives matter is inclusive. It says all lives matter. In, in effect, we are one. Yes. But they don't want that. <laughs> so they, they, they fund the, uh, the Black Lives Matter organization, the 1%, they, this cult, in other words, they fund Antifa. And it, it, does, it does make me shake my head when I see white people, white woke people, screaming at black police officers at how they're traitors to their race because they've chosen to be a police officer. And it's like, but you're you're white. I thought I thought you were against racism. It's 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 just ridiculous. It um, and and it's all about divide and rule, divide and rule, divide and rule. So you bring in the the whole transgender thing that's that's uh, that's happened and uh, and come out of nowhere and suddenly everywhere. Those organisations are funded by the same same uh, source okay. ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what you what you then have because you know if people want to see themselves in 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 any way they like they have absolute right to do it right um, but but this is what tends to happen with with labels especially the extreme end of labels people are not just happy i'm not talking about most people i'm talking about the, the extreme activists that, that dominate the microphones and social media um then they're not just happy with being their unique self and living their their life in their way. 
Right. They, they want somehow dominance over other ways of living your life. So what we've now got is another divide, another fault line of divide and rule that's emerged between feminists and transgender activists. It's right. another fault lines opened up. And that, you know, if, if only people would just stop from all these different label groups and, and identity groups, label identity groups, and just look up symbolically, they'd see the same hands holding the strings that attach to all of them. Yes. They're just playing off against each other. Yes. You know, we, what happened with Trump is they, they brought him to power uh, because they wanted him to be a figurehead to divide and rule America. Mm -hmm. Not him to divide and rule it, the people that control him to divide and rule. Because um, the same force that brought Trump to power is the same force that actually funds these um, uh, woke organizations um, that, have, that have taken over the Democratic Party. So, so you've got these two groups and you play them off against each other. Yes. And um, if you read um, the, uh, the writings of, of people like um, uh, Sean Alinsky, who was a, a Marxist and was followed by Obama and Hillary Clinton and uh, Nancy Pelosi. Mm -hmm. um, he describes how you, how you divide a society. Mm -hmm. And what he says in a book called Rules for um, Radicals is don't target faceless bureaucrats, faceless corporations. Pick one person and blame them for everything and uh, the, uh, project all your hatred on one person. It's like the Nazis said, keep your propaganda simple. And so they divided America now. We, we have this uh, political debate in America, which is, do you lo love Trump or hate Trump? Uh, and and it's, it's got to that ridiculous level. And, and while, while the, these two are uh, fighting each other, um, they're both expressions of, 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 of the same consciousness. It's quite... Uh, it's quite tragic to, to watch it, really. Uh, and, and like you're saying, when the penny drops, I mean, really drops, that actually we're all each other having different experiences on the level of consciousness, yes. then, then this stuff just collapses. All this divide and rule, all this conflict, all this battling people to get to the top of the greasy pole, it all... <sighs> And we can have a world um, that um, literally dreams another dream. Yes. And that, because that's what you, you're, you're right when you said earlier, this is just a dream. Uh, human society is simply a projection of the collective state of human perception. Exactly. And if we change our perception, the projection changes. Exactly. And we dream another dream. We can and, change and, the film is, in the projector. We can yeah, change this is the also what, collectively, yes. This is also why they want to keep us in the perception that everything's solid and everything's apart from everything else. Because if we buy that, then change just takes on this, oh, how do you change this? You know, how do you change this? It's going to take so long. You know, because because it's it's you know it's it's a solid world and everything's apart from everything else and oh you've got you've got to get someone to take minutes and then we've got to start this organisation and we'll have this protest. No, no. Perception individually creates your life. Exactly. Because your life is a projection of your perception. 
collectively, the world is a projection of our collective perception. And we can change that whenever we choose. Exactly. Um, and, and, and this is what they don't want us to know. They don't want us to know how fast we can transform this world by transforming our perceptions that are creating this world. Right. They don't want us to wake up to who we truly are. And when you know who you truly are individually, because we are connected collectively, so each one of us waking up individually is, is affecting the entire universe, not even just the world, because it's just one. And so it's, it's so true. As I'm here in America, and I, am not, I have no plans on voting, because I agree exactly with what you said, that it's not even, they're just puppets anyway. And it doesn't matter who, I said this when Trump got elected in, in 2016, everybody was freaking out. I'm like, why? First of all, I was like, he's part of the oneness. He's not separate from the oneness. I have no, no ill will or ill feelings. I'm, I've never been political and I never will because to me, that's another, I, I don't identify with any one religion. I don't identify with any political party. I just, I am, a, I know that I am an aspect that all of that is. So all that is, is a part of me. And Trump isn't separate from me. So when he got elected, I was like, hey, he got elected, big deal. Um, and so, and now it, you're right, on social media, this whole thing, I say something on social media and people will say um, on Facebook and say, oh, that's what the right, and I'm like, I don't even know what that means, what the right, I don't even know what right and left means. And I'm proud of the fact that I don't know what right and left means. And I don't intend to vote this election, not as things stand right now, I don't see, uh-uh. But, but, and I get, I, so, but I get it from both, both sides. They don't like that. I don't want to vote. <laughs> but, what, what you've just mentioned there is, is classic. Um, you're of the right because you have a certain opinion. Now, you, you might have another opinion. I'm sure you have. And people say, oh, that's of the left. But you say that's of the right. Well, you see, you see this reflex action label identification that people have. Yes. They can't just say you've got an, an opinion and, and, and you have a right for an opinion. They've got to label it. <laughs> exactly. And I don't label it and I don't even know what the labels mean. So I'm like, I don't even know what right and left mean. All I know is that I know I am an actualized individual who knew, knows who I am. And as we all awaken, and it's awakened, it's, it, and I have no judgment for those that are sleeping. I have nothing but love and compassion and how you respond to people of a different opinion or a different um, viewpoint than you is with love and compassion. I share in love and light and compassion and I do not debate, I do not argue, I do not fight because if a person feels the need to debate you, to argue with you or fight you, they're trying to impose their belief onto you. And I've had to say this many times on social media. I'm not trying to impose what I believe on you. Please don't try to impose what you believe on me. It's about unity within diversity, which means we know that we all are a divine aspect of all that is. And we honor, you don't have to agree to honor and respect. And love always responds in kindness and in compassion. 
So I, I just, I, on social media, it's been very interesting of the last six months because I, first time I've ever been attacked on social media in the last, it was the last six months. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not engaging in this because it's no need. Cause I know everything is vibration. I know everything is energy. I know what I experienced and I have been experiencing nothing but bliss the last six months. And that's because my vibration is here. And so I am creating what will come in my experience from my vibration. So as we hold our, but I know that humanity is awakening. So I am on top of the world right now because it's happening, David. What are we are changing the role in the film, in the projector. We are, we are creating together. We are creating a new world. And I am so excited. Well, you know, um, in those early days um, in 1990, when um, I was uh, going through my thing, um, I, I came across synchronistically um, a number of psychics, professional psychics. And I only, I only went looking for the first, Betty Shine. All the ones after that were just synchronistically, you know, I mean, if you wanted to meet a psychic in those um, early months of 1990, you just had to follow me because <laughs> <laughs> I'd lead you to one after the other. And, and I, I met many uh, in that period. Um, and there was a common theme uh, that, that, that was coming through, uh, no matter, you know, who they were. That The common theme was that there was a, um, um, an awakening coming. And it was going to have two major impacts. First of all, it was going to wake humanity up from its coma, what I call the big sleep. Uh, and uh, people were going to, who were more awake and more open, were going to be affected first. But then eventually people who at that time were solid gold asleep were going to be start to be affected. And the second um, major impact would be uh, that all that had been hidden from us would be brought to the surface where we could see it. Now, when that was coming to me from multiple different sources of psychics in those early days, um, there was no evidence of that. Um, you know, people were still, you know, going on about their lives and um, no great revelations were coming to light. But, you know, 30 years later, look at it. Look at what, look at, the number of people who have um, awakened to another sense of reality about self and the world and look at what we know now about what's been going on in the background all along that we didn't know then it's it's phenomenal uh, and it's all this hysteria of censorship that's going on not least through silicon valley yes. is is not out of all oh, we're all powerful it's out of desperation because um, they have to do whatever they can to stop um, information coming to light that's going to wake more and more people up. But, but the irony is that in their actions, they're waking people up. In their actions of oppression, they are waking people up. And one of the, the biggest drivers of people waking up to the fact that this pandemic is an absolute uh, uh, solid gold hoax is because what is coming from authority in terms of the narrative and people's personal experience going about their lives 
just don't match up whatsoever in any way, shape, or form. Exactly. And, and it's like, well, hold on a minute. They're telling us all this. Well, where is it? You know? Yeah, I, I've been looking for it for six months. I know, yeah. let me tell you, I know one person that has been diagnosed with COVID-19, and we know that the test is not testing for a virus. Thank you so much for introducing me to Dr. Andrew Kaufman. I follow his yeah. work all the time. But the only person, now here's this person, my family member. She's 87 years old, my aunt. 87 years old with a history of cancer. She's, the cancer is in remission right now. She went, this was sometime in April, she went to a doc, regular doctor appointment. And so, of course, they do her checkup and then they test her with the test that's not testing for a virus. But anyway, so she gets home. No symptoms. She's, she's feeling perfectly fine. She gets home and she gets a call from her doctor's office. She tested positive. Okay. And she's five, 87 years old. History of cancer. So that is... That's the only person I know personally that has been tested. That has. Yeah, I mean the 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 way they played this is yes. is is again so simple. They're using a test that's not testing for the virus, exactly. um, but it's testing for genetic material that's not the virus. So you're going to get endless false positives, and then um, they re-diagnose people who die of other things as COVID-19. This has been done so systematically. It's 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 a breathtaking the scale on which that that that's done. Yes. Um, and the hospitals are, are in America are given big financial incentives to uh, to diagnose COVID-19 pneumonia instead of regular pneumonia with the same symptoms. So it's it's, right. it's all a scale on that level. But but yes. what what is happening is that um, and I'm seeing this in in uh, in Britain. Mm -hmm. is people are, are looking at the official story and then they're looking at what's happening and their own life experience and, yes. and they're not making any sense and this is getting more and more people to say hold on a minute there's something not right here right and and once you start that journey of questioning uh, what you have accepted before a certainty right then all the walls of certainty start to um, to, to collapse yes and you and then you go well hold on a minute what <laughs> else am I being told it's not true and the whole thing then <laughs> well that was my that was my awakening on September 11th 2012 when I watched those three documentaries about I'm seeing with my own eyes like I'm, I have eyes to see with I'm seeing with my own eyes what we were told could not be and, and so that was so so now that now i say this one oh boy they're really trying to pull one over but all you have to do that's like 2020 is the year of clear vision open your eyes i matter of fact i did a five-part video series on my youtube um that is entitled 2020 the year of clear vision open your eyes you have a book humanity get off your knees. I want to say humanity, just open your eyes. You know, it's just, it's that, it's, it's like right under your nose. So. Yeah, but, but you know, it's, it's, it, the, the foundation of human control uh, is control of the subconscious mind. Yes. That, this is what this, this cult is totally focused upon. So you, um, 
are given a conscious mind reason for something just keep the conscious mind happy yes and then the real reason for something happening is targeting the subconscious mind because they can put perceptions in the subconscious mind and they filter through to the conscious mind and the conscious mind thinks they're its own thoughts and own perceptions and own uh, um, opinions uh, but actually they're just repeating what's been put in there subconsciously and if you look at the masks um, the conscious mind reason is to protect us from the virus mm-hmm. well you've only got to do a modicum of research to realize that, that even on that level the masks are useless next, right. next to useless uh, but the real um and and very bad for your health with breathing yes. in carbon dioxide and not enough oxygen but the real reason for the masks is subconscious it's right. to delete um individuality uh, it's to um symbolize silencing it's to symbolize submission and you know, um, the, 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 the most uh, powerful resistor, resist is not really the word, I, I don't like resistance because it just starts a, a polarity with, with what you're resisting, but you, you get what I mean. It, it's um, is self-respect, that, that's, that's self-respect. Because if you have self-respect and some dark suit um, is telling you that you must wear a face diaper because he says so. Right. Um, and and um, even though um, it makes no sense, um, you, you, you're going to do it. Then if you concede to that, uh, well, I, I don't want to do it, but I better because authorities told me. Right. Well, that is deleting your self-respect. You are conceding your self-respect. To, yes, to, to authority and, and once self-respect is deleted if you, if you look at it what is left submission it's the self-respect that stops you submitting so what's happening with this um this pandemic hoax is they're targeting um your self-respect they want to delete your self-respect because right. as they want to go into more and more extreme things right they need to delete your self-respect so you become submissive to even even extreme things right uh, and uh, so uh, if you um if you look at so many um, things that governments do especially in current events people say well that's ridiculous that's stupid bureaucracy they've got no sense these people well some of them haven't but that in the shadows behind these um impositions wants you to see that what they're telling you to do is ridiculous, contradictory, makes no sense. Because if they can get you, despite that, to do it anyway, then they are deleting your self-respect and they are bringing you further into reflex action submission, which is why I won't wear a mask. I won't put that toxic uh, gunge on my hands called sanitizer. 75 brands have been uh, uh, listed by the uh, the FDA right. uh, for being dangerous. Um, and I won't give my details. I won't do any of it. Right. I won't social distance. You know, if, if, if people want to dart out of my way, well, that's their choice. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to dart out of their way because I'm not frightened of them. Right. Now, I'm that self respect. Mm -hmm. This is ridiculous, so I'm not doing it. Right. If enough people did that, then authority would be seen to have what it has had all along. 
right. which is no power whatsoever except what we give it. Exactly. Now, exactly what you're saying. Um, not um, that. Also, the subconscious of the mask is um, sub, sub, separating again, making you. Oh, I'm supposed to be afraid of my neighbor. Exactly. So it's separating you. It's, se it's, it's, it's totally separating. You can't see people's facial expression. They're separate. I mean, I, people, I don't wear, I've not worn a mask. I have a badge of freedom that says for health reasons, I cannot wear a mask. And it's perfectly true because I'm extremely holistic and extremely healthy minded. And I know how unhealthy it is to wear. So for my health, I'm not wearing it. And and yeah, I get flack. I get flack on Facebook and but no, not in the stores. I walk, it's like I got this bubble of high energy. I walk in smiling, I have my badge, and people say, How are you doing? You doing? I say, I'm doing great. I have no I have not had any issues going in the store with my badge of freedom, even though I'm the only one in the store. Uh, and I, I do, I'll keep my distance because they have lines marked. So I'll stand on the line because I don't want people to think if they don't want me near them, I won't go near them. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I won't wear, but the, the, so the, the other subconscious thing is the mask is making us separate to think we're afraid of each other. So exactly. It, Dehumanization it is. Yes, yes. And if people want to, now here, I want to say this for the YouTube and Facebook fact checkers. Go, I get my information right from the CDC website. You know the CDC, I found the page, I posted it on Facebook, and they didn't, because I was like, this is right from the CDC. Now tell me it's false, okay? The CDC said uh, two weeks ago, only 6% in the US, only 6% of the total deaths that have been reported have, have just COVID-19 on the death certificate. So that's actually under 10,000 people. So they're saying the other people, now this is directly from the CDC. So I wanna hear Facebook and YouTube tell me this is false. Directly from the CDC that 94% of that number they've had two or three serious illnesses to, that contributed to their demise. Never before in the history has the CDC counted deaths the way they've counted deaths with COVID. Never in history. So, no, it's, it's a total yes, yes, yes. And it's direct from the CDC. So I wanna see, um, I'm gonna see what the, Facebook and, and YouTube fact checkers are going to say, because I, I go right to the D CDC. I, get, I don't watch news, haven't watched it in 19 years. So I follow the work of Dr. Andrew. I, I do my own homework. Um, I, I, I just do my own homework. I don't, I, and, and so when, when these fact checkers, we know the fact checkers, and it's known now that they're just uh, spin doctors. That's yeah. all they are. They don't do any fact checking. So we'll see. What I, I'm definitely, oh, there's a new site that you can post two videos to. I know, um, and you definitely can have a copy of this to post it wherever you want. But um, 
I just heard of it from doc, my favorite Dr. Vernon, uh, the, my, my old man in the chair over there in the UK. Uh, he, he used to be my family doctor. Years really? Ago, yeah. I love him. But he, was, he just informed me of a new, um, it's called brandnewtube.com. We right. can upload. That's right. He's leaving YouTube and he's moving to brandnewtube.com. And what you said about censorship, I uh, I, I love this uh, an analogy of the farmer closing the barn door after the horse has already left. So I, I posted a. Um, a cartoon graphic where you have a farmer closing the door after the horse named Truth is already out the barn. So it's like, and, and the more they try to censor, is they shoot themselves in the foot because the more, it's like, okay, I want to see, they don't want me to see that, I want to see it. So it's like, exactly. yes. Exactly, a tremendous amount of people uh, came to look at my work when I was banned by YouTube and uh, Facebook for, um, uh, revealing the uh yes. the outrageous lies of the world health organization and uh and bill yes. gates but you know you mentioned a few a few seconds ago about the cdc and the six percent yeah but it, the italian authorities after the all the the furore about what happened there they said that 99 percent of people who had um covid19 on their death certificate had one two three four or more uh, so what they call comorbidities right uh, uh, in other words reasons to die right and the reason that this quote virus um, is affects old people almost entirely right. and young people virtually not at all although they're going to try and give us the impression it does in the next cycle I'm sure they are right is because um, young people um, of course it happens but it's very rare right. that young people die. Mm -hmm. Whereas old people die all the time, okay. endless times. And it's usually, uh, so often anyway, it's respiratory in the end. Right. And, and so with old people, you have endless other causes of death to redesignate right. COVID-19. Whereas right. with young people, you, you have a, a fraction of, of that right. to, um, to, to redesignate. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I'm 68. I'm supposed to be uh, old. I, I certainly don't feel it. But, you know, that, that, that I would be in that category, I guess. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, I've never felt so well. You know, yeah. I, I spoke to, um, I, I, did, I, I was one of the speakers at a, a, an event, an anti-lockdown, anti-mask event in yes. Trafalgar Square two weeks ago. Uh -huh. 35,000 people turned up yes. and wherever there's another one being organized for the uh, 26th of, um, of September. Okay. And I, I must have hugged hundreds of people there. Yes. Um, and I was in close proximity all day uh -huh. to thousands of people. Um, uh -huh. Somehow I seem to have escaped the virus. I don't well, know how to mention that. But. Let me tell you, I saw the entire event on YouTube here, and I clipped out, just you, you talked for 12 minutes, I clipped that 12 minutes out, I uploaded that to YouTube, and the next day, YouTube said, I violated, that was the first time I've gotten 
bam, with a violation because I uploaded your 12-minute talk at that um, um, march. I don't, want, I don't want to call it a protest because, again, I, I know everything is energy and vibration, and it's not about pushing against. It's about speaking up, for, standing up for freedom. And I saw the whole thing from beginning to end. I posted your 12 minutes. And the next day, I get my first email from YouTube. You violated. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> anyway. Well, that shows you something. You know? Yes. That, that shows you where the power is. Yes. Because, um, you know, th this, this cult, uh, it controls governments it controls the major global corporations um not least like amazon uh it controls silicon valley indeed it created silicon valley it controls the banking system it controls uh, at ownership level the global media yes. and yet you upload um a 12 minute uh, uh speech yes. calling for freedom yes. and, it, and, and youtube which is owned by google which is owned by the cult feels the need to delete it Yes. Now, that's not that's that's not the action of people who think they are all powerful. Right. It isn't. It's not because their narratives are so ridiculous. Not just unsupportable by the evidence, but like I say, unsupportable by people's uh, personal experiences. Yes. The only way to protect the narrative, which is coming out of the World Health Organization, which is owned by Gates, who is owned by the cult, right. um, is to, is to um, censor anyone yes. who's exposing it. Uh, so it's desperation. It's not, it's not power. Not at all. It's desperation. Yes. It's, a, it's fear. Yes. It's fear because they know how tenuous a hold they have yes. On, yes. Um, on human society. Right. Yes, the 99% is waking up. That is, and, and honestly, I am thinking, I call, okay, this is, you call them the cult. I say the elitist, draconian, deep state cabal. That's my full name for them. And I am thanking them. I am thanking them because what they are doing right now is waking up humanity. And so I'm like, thank you because what you and i'm sending you nothing but love and light and healing you know because that i know that love light healing unconditional love even for those because okay we individually have a shadow side so collectively we have a shadow side so the the elitist deep state cabal is our shadow side so i send them it, it, if i would to hate them i would be hating a, a part of me I would be hating a part of all that is. I don't, the, the vibration of fear or hate does not reside in this vehicle anymore. Because when you fully realize who you are, what is there to fear? What is there to hate? You're only hating, what is there to judge? It's only at the core of our being is unconditional love. I got I, uh, that part you said, um, in your second talk with Brian, you talked a lot about unconditional love, and that is what they don't. That's really what they don't want to. So they may they may not let me post this video because I am talking about unconditional love. The one thing they do not want us to know. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I mean, I've been researching this um, this cult cabal for thirty years, um, and I've seen some of the horrors that they've 
perpetrated, not least on children. Right. But I, I, I don't hate them because, um, you know, what you hate, you become. What you fight, you become. We, we see this over and over again, where those that um, challenge something end up acting like that which they challenge uh, because they, they create this, this almost electrical circuit between what they resist and what they fight and, and they become what they fight. Uh, and I remember years ago, I was talking to a police officer. Uh, and it was a time in Britain, I was a journalist at the time, um, and it was a time in Britain when there were uh, marches by um, a, 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 a political party um, called um, uh, the National Front. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was, it was not a million miles from, from the Nazi party, really, in its attitudes in many areas. Mm -hmm. But so they would go on a march. And what would happen is another group called uh, the Anti-Nazi League would march um, a counter march in the same area, right? right? And and the police, um, the police officer said to me, he said, you know, I police so many of these marches and counter marches. They said, and if you didn't look at the banners, you wouldn't know which was which. Which because their behaviour yes. was the same, yeah. um, and it was basically hate being thrown um, uh, between the two. And what does that create? Creates an electrical circuit, a vibrational circuit of hatred in which one fuels the other and, and they both start to fuse into expressions of each other. You know, I see this with the, um, the woke mentality all the time where they talk about exclusivity, but they exclude. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, they, they talk about um, anti-hate, but they, they, they act with hatred. Uh, so, it, it, you know, you, you see this, uh, uh, it, what we need to do is to step back from these circuits. We don't need to fight. We don't need um, to, um, to do any of this stuff. We right. just need to own our sovereign self-respect individually and collectively and use the power of no. Yes. No, I am not conceding my self-respect to you. No, I'm not conceding my health to you. I'm not doing it. That's the bottom line. It's not happening. And whatever comes from that comes from it, but it's not happening. And, and, and imagine if, 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 if large numbers of people did that as, as the momentum grows with this movement. The, the, it's, it's, un, it's unenforceable. Right. Masks, masks are unenforceable. Right. You look at the number of places you're supposed to wear masks, you look at the number of people that's supposed to wear them, right. and then you look at the number of people to enforce that. Right. It's ludicrous. Right. It's unenforceable. People enforce it upon themselves and each other. Right. It's the target population yes. conceding yes. their self-respect exactly. um, to, uh, to wear a, a, a face diaper. Right, and right. then insisting that other people also concede their self-respect <laughs> by wearing the face diaper. Um, and if that didn't happen, it would be unenforceable. Exactly, exactly. And, and the same thing, they're trying to impose, because I got that, because right, right away when uh, in the state of Pennsylvania where I live, it was sometime the middle of April is when the governor, Tom Wolf, said everybody, and I'm like, 
not happening, not happening. I put it right on Facebook. I did a video. I, I labeled uh, a mask is a symbol of fear. And also for you Christians out there, I say the mask is the first sign of the beast in the Bible. It's at least, at least with the mask, that sign of the beast, you can take off. But and next sign won't, won't you won't be able to remove. But uh, I, I said no, there's no way I'm not wearing it. I posted it on Facebook. Oh boy, did they just have a party attacking me? But I'm like, hey, <laughs> you're not gonna impose. And I kept saying, why are you trying to impose what you believe? Okay, you're in the state of fear. Keep your fear. Okay, you want to wear it? I'm not telling you not to wear it. I'm saying I'm not wearing it. Okay, so why are you trying to, I'm not trying to impose, I'm just sharing my truth. And I'm not trying to impose, so please stop trying to impose on me because you can try, it's not gonna work because I'm awake. And I don't like the term woke because that's past tense anyway. I'm awake in every now moment, which all there is is the now moment. Yes. Well, I, th I think woke, um, woke started in, in um... I think in the black community long ago, and it had a different connotation. Okay. Uh, and and it's been it's been um, revived, and and now misrepresented mm -hmm. uh, from its original, um, okay. its original meaning. Mm -hmm. And what they've done that that's why in my my new book, um, uh, the answer, the answer. I, I, I call it new woke. Yes. I call it new woke for that okay. for that reason. Um, okay because it's, it's uh, a misrepresentation of its original meaning. Uh, and new woke um, is actually a word that has been systematically um, manipulated to, to be a fake awake. Mm. You've got awakening, mm -hmm. but they don't want people to awaken. Mm -hmm. So they, um, they call it woke with the connotation that it's awake mm. but, but actually it's solid gold asleep i mean you know the woke mentality or new woke mentality is um is is it's 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 a 100 percent creation of the one percent and mm. the gold uh, and it's done it through the uh, education system over two or three generations um mm -hmm. to 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 impose all this stuff so i grew up um in the 60s um in a household um in uh, in england that was um what you would call left of center mm -hmm. uh, and left uh, in those days didn't mean the left today it didn't mean the woke left what mm -hmm. it meant was you stood up for justice you stood up for fairness you stood up against the powerful uh, 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 the power of the rich to impose upon the, the rest and crucially you stood for freedom of speech and freedom of expression for all people yes um, and now that, that because the the left if you like has been taken over by the one percent right. um, there was a great quote by um a writer in the new yorker who talked about the the one percent wanting to take power by posing as the the, the, the basically the protector and supporters of the 99%. Right. And so that, that's what they've done through woke. We are social justice warriors. Well, well right. you're not. You're not. Right. right. Um, uh, and, and so um, now you have the, 
the woke left um, demanding that speech is, is deleted and this cancel right. culture, whereas the original left was the absolute opposite of that. Yes. And what they've done now with their labels is those are the original, um, coming from the original uh, mentality or position of the original left. Yes. They've now moved out of the woke arena because it's absolutely the opposite of what they stand for. And when they then um, articulate what was standard left philosophy not that long ago, Right. They, they're, they're now called far right. It's it's kind of <laughs> it, it's flip flopped, <laughs> total flip flop. But also, I the name "Awake to Oneness," the, the title of my podcast, came directly from Spirit. And "Awake" to me, I use now as an acronym. Aware, we always keep expanding or evolving aware we always keep evolving, knowing again who we truly are. But the term woke never resonated with me because I live my, my life from here, from heart, not here. The, the, uh, the tool, the ego mind is a tool that should be in the passenger seat, sometimes put it in the back seat. But what drives my life comes from right here, the heart my heart center and my heart, which is connected to my higher self. That's what drives my life. So when I hear certain things that just nah, doesn't resonate, it's like, okay, <laughs> you know? doesn't resonate. But please, I want you to- I've written a lot and I talk a lot uh, about uh, the heart. Yes. Um, because um, the heart, this heart vortex is what connects us uh, most powerfully to um, expanded states of consciousness yes. this is why the heart knows and the head thinks yes you no know, you you look at the um, the body language i'm thinking i'm thinking i'm thinking i just know i just know uh, and you it, you, you know you, you are through body language pointing to where these these points of thinking and knowing come from and, exactly. and what changed my life um 30 years ago when i went through my experience is um i just decided that when my heart and my head were, were um, in conflict, which mm -hmm. they are in most people, mm -hmm. uh, then I was going to go with my heart. And, and, and that's what I did. And it, what happens is in the end, um, although you're going with your heart can get you into some challenges and some scrapes for a simple reason, this yes. is not seeing the world the same as this is. Exactly. And if, you, and if you go with this in a world that's dominated by this, well, you're going to have challenges. But what happens in the end is the head realizes that although following your heart might lead to challenges, it all works out in the end. Always. And it doesn't, it doesn't work out despite the challenges. It works out because, because of, of them. Yes. And, 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 and th at that point, the head and the heart start to speak the same language. So like for decades uh, since now, you know, when my heart says, when my intuition says you need to do this, this just says, okay, let's go. Yes. <laughs> it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't list all the reasons why I shouldn't go with this, which is what happens in most people. Yes. This, what they want to do, this cult, they want to close this and, and isolate you in this. It's particularly the left side of the brain. Yes. Uh, and then they got you in the illusion. Um, they got you in the bubble. 
Yes. Uh, but we can move out of it whenever we choose. We can burst the bubble whenever we choose. It, whenever it's we um, choose. just a choice. Yes. And I love Bill, Bill Hicks. I love him too. I heard you say um, Bill Hicks when he says it's just a choice. In every just now moment, we can choose love I mean, what, or fear. I, yeah. I remember that great line from Bill Hicks. All yes. matter is merely energy condensed to a slow vibration. Yes. We're all one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively. Yes. There's no such thing as death. Life is only a dream and we are the imagination of ourselves. Yes. And that, that is absolutely brilliant. And what this cult has done yes. is hijack our imagination of ourselves yes. and we need to take it back. And when we do, game over. Game over. Game over, and we're we're there. I, for me, I feel we're already there. I know that we've already the game is already over. I'm watching it from above, but I know it's like, but and I and I'm sending love. It's like I feel like I'm watching a chess match, and I'm sending love to the entire board. But I know that because we are all one, we are raising to that truth, and we will. It, it's we're so close. We we're. In my mind, we're already there because I'm already there. And every I'm just inviting the rest of the 99% come up with me. And even the 1%, hey, take off that mask, take off that role that you're playing and come up, right, raise up with me. I'm inviting the entire world to come up with me. But I want you to share two things. I want you to share about your latest book that just was released, The Answer, and also about the event that you're gonna be um, sponsoring and hosting next weekend. Yeah, The Answer is a, a book uh, I started uh, writing last uh, October, before any of this uh, virus pandemic thing started. And I was uh, coming to the end of it um, uh, in kind of March, when it all kicked off. And uh, the first 85% of the book was written before it kicked off. And Bill Gates, by that time, had got many, many mentions, by the way, for funding all the different, he funds a wish list of the, the cult uh, in terms of human society. Uh, and, um, and then uh, what unfolded in, in the months that followed was, um, was what I said the plan was in the first 85% of the book. But uh, there's a couple of ch very substantial chapters in it uh, as a result, which take the virus um, pandemic apart and the mm -hmm. official story apart. Um, so that's the answer. Uh, and I, you know, it's, it's a very, what you might call a spiritual book, yes. you know, because I always mix the names, dates, places, solid information with the, the bigger picture. Cause you, I don't think you could do one without the other. Exactly. Uh, and, and, and uh, th this um, event uh, on next Saturday, Yes. the 19th of September, I'm doing a five hour presentation. What I've been doing for decades is talking all around the world uh, to audiences. And, uh, um, and I, I have a illustrated talk and, and presentation. Um, so um, given current events, um, I'm doing a, a live stream instead of talking to the audience. Okay. Uh, and, um, it's, um, it's going to uh, demolish the, um, the whole pandemic hoax but put it in a bigger context of why it's happening yes. and all the other things that are, are, are surrounded and then in the second half of the um, talk I'm going to uh, absolutely focus on the sort of things we've been talking about today uh, which are all part of the answer yes. and, uh, and, uh, and how we can 
not only turn all this around, but how quickly we can do it if only we would make different choices. So um, that's, um, that's uh, going to start at 5 p.m. next Saturday, September 19th, uh, UK time. So it's going to play out in, in America um, right. on both coasts during their daytime on the yes. next Saturday. Yes. Oh, thank you. So, so please tell, tell us where we can find you because we know YouTube and Facebook and your social media has been taken down. So please share how we can find you. Well, um, I, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still around. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 we're just completing a seven, um, a seven day ban from Twitter. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I didn't even know you were still on Twitter. Okay. Oh, yeah, still on Twitter. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how long, but there you go. Uh, but um, what 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 you do is you speak your truth, and what happens happens. But um, I, I'm on uh, BitChute, the, um, the, yes. the alternative to uh, to YouTube and our other platforms. Yes. Uh, and um, DavidIke.com is the uh, main website where there's news in context every day all the details about the answer and the stream are there yes. but um and we've got an, another um platform now that um, my son jamie created um last november and it's okay. massive now it's about uh, it's we could see the censorship coming yes uh, we could see the that dependency upon the mainstream internet video sources yes. etc were, were had, had a limited life so he created this iconic um dot com okay. and it's uh built up to about 750 um uh, series full-length documentaries original full-length documentaries awesome. we um uh everything every subject you can think of um we we also license in um material made by um other people on that are cutting edge on different subjects so it's 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 really becoming a vast array of um information and it really is the whole spectrum of um of the subjects Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's uh, it's proving uh, extremely uh, popular. We're going to stream the um, the live stream through through Iconic, okay? Because we've got our own player, you see. So yes, yes. No one's going to come in and say we're 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 deleting you from from uh, from our platform because it, it's our platform, it's our player. Right. So it's, um, it it was very um, it was very timely that it was created. Yes. And, um, I'm um, I'm delighted with the way it's going because it's. Uh, it's tremendous. Uh, we've um, we the, the iconic is where you can the only place you can see a stream uh, of um, the Vax. You know Vax the movie, which was oh yes, oh Vax. I've had Dell. Dell's been a, a guest on my show. Dell yeah. Big Tree has been a guest, and also uh, Dr. David Martin has been a guest. Yeah. The expert yeah. with the patents. Oh, he's great. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, yes, yes, yes. Oh, awesome. We've, we've licensed that, and we're just in the process of. Um, of uh, producing a full-length documentary which will be ready um uh you know before christmas awesome. um, uh, and about about vaccines and uh, we're we're planning um um new shows you know uh, topical new shows uh, to be introduced as well so awesome. it's um it's a, a big amalgamation of information where um people will be able to get it um when it's censored as it more and more censored 
in, yes. um, in the, on the mainstream internet. Yes, 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 yes. Well, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to share a copy of this video with you to keep for safekeeping because I'm going to upload it to YouTube. I don't know what the YouTube people are going to say, but I don't care. I've just, I've, I've always for the past six years, I've always shared my truth and spoke my truth in love and in, in, in light. And it's nothing that we shouldn't all be able to do. Freedom of speech is, is, is so, so important. And people are, I've, heard, I've had, my neighbor said to me, um, when the, this whole mass thing started in Pennsylvania, uh, forget freedom of speech, or no, forget the constitution. I'm like, really? Are you kidding me? Forget the constitution? For what? Yeah, so, no. I, That's what happens when people fall into fear. Yes. It triggers yes. the survival mechanism. And the survival mechanism says, I don't care what you do, just protect me. Yes. Um, so I'll give anything away, including my freedom, as long as you protect me. That's what happens when the survival mechanism is triggered. And that's why this, this, uh, this cult is working to trigger that all the time. And my God, has it done it in the last few months? Yes. And then they don't want us to wake up to who we are, because when we wake up to who we truly are, there is no fear. There's no, no fear at all when we wake no up. Fear. And when yeah. fear's gone, when yeah. fear's gone, I mean, for me, um, two things, the power of love, and the power of no, which yes. is a, a self-respect expression of love, yes. those two things um, will, um, will transform the world because um, one thing that love doesn't have is fear. Yes. And given that fear is the, the biggest controlling mechanism at all, mm -hmm. you delete that, well, where's the control now? Right, yes. And I like, to, I like to say my no with a thank you. No, thank you. You can have it, but no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much, David. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I so appreciate I know how busy you are. And all things happen in perfect divine timing, because I've been wanting you for many years, but I got you at the perfect time. All is good. All is good. Well, it's been a real pleasure. It's great talking to you. We'll have to do thank it again. Yes, yes, definitely. Thank you. And I will see you live stream next Saturday. I love you so much. And I will send this to you. I'll share this with you. Oh, okay. that's lovely. Yeah, I'll, I'll post and circulate it. Thank you. Love you. Thank you. See you soon. Bye.